for once than professional. You know, this I know, is right? a professional podcast. It is. Well, super that's what they say. But with I have never seen any evidence to that support that theory. Planned cold opens, and you know, sneaky, sneaky. And, yeah, Welcome I'm to the Dresden so Files podcast. I'm your host Ben because I have the most facial hair. So, oh, it's a mantle by the most facial hair. Yes, yes. Stop <gasps> it. So, <laughs> everything is a mantle today. I'm Ben. So, uh, we're a member of the Broken Jars Network. Mostly, it's us, and then the other us <laughs> when we record yeah. next week. We are the pillars then of the Broken Jars Network, is what you mean to say? I mean. It's a broken jar. I don't think there are any pillars, but maybe that's why it's broken. That sounds right. We outgrew right. the jar. Okay. <laughs> Finally, after three hundred years, we're here to talk to you about peace talks, even dissect it, perhaps. Yeah. And we and do that like, last week. And by eh, we, you guys, that was a quick discussion. We tried to do high level, and you know. Yeah, it's just kind of like of a, a party of like, oh my god, it's here. Right. Boy, are you guys going to be so excited in two weeks when we actually talk about the book, which is today. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yes, let's go through it. Uh, is there any do other we, news? I don't, do, we, I don't know. do we introduce... There's a new human on here you might want to... That's true. And, yes. And, and the, the fabled questions. Yes, we're going to do that in the beginning this time, instead Ooh. of almost after the hour <laughs> that we were about to stop recording. So, Spencer, you have to tell us your favorite character in the Dresden Files and your favorite three books. Right. So uh, my favorite three books are definitely uh, Proven Guilty. It was the first, that's like my all-time favorite. It's the first book I read, and it just like always kind of um, reminds me of like Rewind, a Rewind, that was episode. the first book you read? Yeah, yeah. That was actually the first one I started with. I just happened to, uh, somebody gave it to me, and I just, you know, kind of read it and didn't know where in the series it fell, so I was kind of confused, but then of course went back and started. Yeah, I'd say proven guilty. Which proven guilty is eight, eight. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. I mean, but, I guess I, I see why I can jump in at seven because it's really I know. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I did it. I did it super weird, but that's just where I happened to start, and like that was just like, I don't know. I just love the whole like, uh, like the horror con thing that they're at, and like just where we get introduced to Molly and uh, I just so kind of jumping around here but Molly's my favorite character and like her whole her whole arc has just been awesome um, and so like that book where we get to meet her uh, and then of course Cold Days is probably my second favorite and then White Knight they're all kind of around the same time area of timeline but now Justin shall be judgy Eh. Right. Yeah, I, I knew it. <laughs> no, there was. Um, oh yeah, the the quip I was going to make actually this time was like, at, at least you got in on the books instead of the TV show, like some fans. <clears throat> oh <clears throat> right. Yeah. Had to make that jab, but it's not your guys' fault that you guys got dealt a bad hand. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I started with uh, the TV show, and then I picked up the book, and the book was better. Imagine that. Right. Right. I, I watched the TV show when I was out of dress and things after Ghost Story. You're just so desperate. You were like, I <laughs> yeah. will lick, I will drink cactus juice. It is the quenchiest. Like, yeah. imagine, the imagine how, when I was that thirsty back then. I was like, oh man, it's a whole year until the next book. A year? I know, right? Unthinkable. Yeah. Unthinkable. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> Five years later. So you said you're just proven guilty. It was cold days, and it was what? White night. 
White Knight. Oh, you were doing so well. <laughs> uh, what what did I miss? <laughs> so white white knight is it's usually in the bottom five, especially for us. But uh, like there are good parts, right? Like that's the problem with it. I think is like I think the a plot, the stuff that it gets you hooked in and sure. kind of sells it is is pretty weak. But right. when they finally tie it around together and you get you know Camp Kaboom and the duel um, yeah. is some of the best shit in Dresden Files. But it's like if you could pull that shit out of White Knight and put it in any other book, I think Camp right. Kaboom should almost no, totally it, it was just so plot relevant, but it should almost have just been a side story, right? And I mean, speaking of pro- plot relevant, it's sort of plot relevant to Peace Talks because everything yep. is happening in Peace Talks. I everything is certainly referenced in Peace Talks, and There's yet nothing's happening. Quite a bit. Quite a bit. Sure is. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not I mean, bad. It's not, I think it's not bad list. I think the thing that people have a problem with peace talks just to get into it is, you know, the peace talks is the rising action that Jim always writes, right? You know how anymore he gets to the point where it's like there has to be a middle action to keep people interested. There has to be some kind of like fight or or excitement in the middle of the book, but otherwise it generally goes up to a peak has a quick action peak and then dips a little bit and then takes off towards the finale, which is like, we've only got five chapters. Are you really going to be able to tie this shit up in five chapters? You know, and of course it always happens. And peace talks, it's, it's more like a little low. There's a little hiccup. There's a second little hiccup. If you want to count the Ebenezer fire thing separate, there's, you know, finally we start to get into some action, but you know, it's, it's still building. You know, and to me, that was one of the problems that I had with Peace Talks was like, even early on, even in like the first 10 chapters, we're just like, it. it's Giles Corey from the from the Crucible, right? I, I'm not mixing my uh, literary things, but it's like more weight, right? Mm-hmm. And finally, you're just like, for the love of God, stop putting things on Harry Dresden. Like, mm-hmm. I don't see how he can handle anymore. And we haven't even gotten to, like, we, we now see the shit on the horizon, but, you know, that's going to be the next book. And the next book, it's, I don't know. Is he going to continue that formula? Is this one of those songs where it continues to rise and rise and rise and rise and rise? And you're like, this isn't possible. Well, the other problem is you're going to have to have like five resolution plot threads all while dealing with the main battle of a Titan. I don't think everything like, set yeah, up in this book. Out? Everything set up in this book is not getting resolved in this book. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yeah, maybe not everything, but I'm pretty or, or in this percent of this it du- in this duology. Let, but let's call Peace Talks Battlegrounds like one one book. No, uh, Peace Talks. So let's not give that excuse. Battle Talks. It's now preserved on the. I'm not giving an excuse. Time. I was talking in context of these plot lines when I said one book. Because it feels like one book. Like it's it was right. supposed to be one book. What I mean is, I don't think there ever was any intention that all of these things set up was ever going to be resolved here. Right. right. Uh, for instance, as much as we would like to see uh, a happy resolution or any kind of resolution, I don't think the Dresden family drama is going to get resolved. You know, yeah, I don't, I don't think, think Thomas yeah. is getting defrosted in Battlegrounds. No, no way. I don't. I wouldn't go that far, but I mean the Ebenezer stuff. You know, yeah, the Ebenezer like, stuff, the whole who, what the deal is with Thomas, the stuff with Justine. I mean, that's all going to get resolved. Thomas, Thomas is at least benched for a couple books, right? You think? That's what uh, I think. It's possible, but I I don't really see it happening. If he doesn't, if he doesn't come out in this book in Battlegrounds, then the next book he's reality hopping. He's getting pulled into another dimension. So Thomas is right. not going to be. Well, Thomas could be in that one, but it'll be Alter Thomas. Right. Right. Um, yep. So that'll be the end around to that. Right. 
Tom has been in almost every book since he was introduced, actually. So it's gonna be really weird that he's not. But I don't think he's gonna. I think he's gonna skip at least one or two books. Yeah. So should we get into like go chapter by chapter, spoilers heavy, and was that the dissection you're looking for, or yeah, we're just kind of bouncing around? Uh, I kind of wanted to address a little something first uh, with peace talks. Is that you know there's been like a lot of negative feedback on the subreddit, like a mm-hmm. lot, but. I think I mean I don't agree with it, and just to like give us give it some balance because I know it can be, like the subreddit can be an echo chamber. Is that overall with like ten thousand ratings and Goodreads, it's a four point three mm-hmm. for people. So I think all the negativity we've seen specifically on the subreddit is kind. Uh, I guess that's like more of a vocal minority than actual the larger fan base. I think most people have actually is more like how I feel about it than how EG feels about it because I get the feeling that EG is less than excited about peace talks. Yeah, that would be, that would be so, so I mean let's let's cut to the chase a little bit. If you had to stack rank this one, like we're we're not as bad as full moon, right? Or ghost story. Where are we bottom five? Did we sink all the way yeah, down? Yeah, this there? is this is bottom five. Oof. Which yeah, for me slowly. it's top it's top three. It's moved cold days out of Which my top I think three. is insane. Yeah, I don't okay, see how that okay. could be either. Could, I could it say... could plummet because of Battlegrounds, but the setup in this book and everything that happens in it, I get so much that I wanted, and there's so much cool setup. And mm. I know there's errors, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take the er- the editing errors. I'm just like whatever that happened. In terms of the book, the story, that's it's it's everything I wanted. Right. It's. I, I could see it dropping out of the top five for sure, but I would not put it in the bottom five but for my thing. So like I get it. It's it's an okay book, you know, for for the Dresden files specifically. There's a lot to answer, and I still hold the faith that the answer is coming. Like I I just can't imagine. Like either either the author and his beta asylum have gone completely off the rails. And they're just not paying attention to the material while simultaneously referencing comic books that came out like a decade ago and hardly any of the fans have read in comparison. So either he's paying attention to all those little details, but not some of the big ones somehow, or there's going to be an explanation. And sure, I may be putting myself out there for disappointment, whatever, later, but in you know three months, we'll find out two months now right so i think what happened is his editor told him this is going to be really expensive for us to print it's going to be an expensive book he was like i can make it two books it had to be done really fast he edited it maybe maybe he used an old file some stuff that the beta readers told him need to be changed was forgotten or something i think that's something like that is what happened yeah i'm i don't want to speculate too much beyond what i've got but you know i i understand the people like with their negative opinion i don't fault them for that at all like i i see that there but you know it'd be the same thing like i keep comparing it to you know uh infinity war and endgame you know like you can't have one without the other people want to complain that oh well they split it up into two books and it's a money grab and all this other shit yeah it's Come on, Harry Potter, dude. We split one book into two movies. You know, this shit's been going on for a while. Yeah, and so that was terrible. I know. I, I get it. It's not necessarily an excuse, but it's not like he invented the process or he's going out of his way to like squeeze an extra 12 bucks out of you or yeah, something. I don't think it's the money. I don't think it's a money grab at all. That's, yeah, that's it's just. Yeah. It was a it, practical thing. It was just, it wasn't working with the publisher he has. So he 
you know, he pivoted a little. Right. So some of those things, and then, you know, there's obviously, it, I'm not going to say every, every misstep and every gaffe could be explained that way, but like some of the ones that people are real worked up about, I'm like, I don't know, it seems a little too obvious for that to be a miss and then reference the Naga from a comic book that like seven people have read and we're five of them, you know, so you know, like. <laughs> I don't have my phone on me. What's the page count for, what's the page count for cold days? That was the longest book before this, right? It, I mean, it was like, a, it was like, I don't, I don't know the page number, but you know, 515 like pages. Yeah. So this you gotta go by word count though, because pages change. Sure. I can't <laughs> go by word count because it doesn't say on Goodreads. I don't know where to find the word count. Maybe Goodreads hmm. is a pile of shit. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what What's we, your solution, that's what, director? That's what we got. Bastard? Yeah, you exactly. Find the word count. They're, they're known somewhere. Right. Uh, oh, okay. I was like. We'll just, we'll pull that up in the Dresden Files Encyclopedia that we don't have. This is where I'd put it if I had one. Yeah. But he's right there. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't go as far as page numbers. Thank you. <laughs> right. There are some, and then I need word space, counts page I need space for some other things, like putting one foot in front of the so other. So we've established that he is an encyclopedia, not an intellectus. So... So I found some, this could be, this could be wrong, but this is from the subreddit like six years ago. And cold days is 175,685 words, which is the longest by 20,000 or so. Oh, no, 14,000. I'm just saying the two books together are probably going to be in the upwards of what would we imagine? I don't know. We don't have the word count on this one. That's why I wanted to go with pages. Well, this, the, page they, the page count for Battlegrounds is like 400 something, 420 something, I thought. And Beast Talks is 315. So it's like a, it's going to be 30, 40% bigger than Cold Days if it had been one book. Right. But I mean, that's what the, you know, the end books are supposed to be at a minimum. Yeah, right. they're going to have to I figure mean, that out. Exactly. Yeah. That's going to be its own challenge. And hopefully he's thinking about that now. But maybe so. they, because there is time between now and then, maybe they will get that contract moving to be able to allow that. Mm. But it might also be a genre shift that, as people have been saying, that like urban fantasy are generally not door stoppers. They're much more in like the one to two inch thickness range. Yeah, so it's promised it's this one's like. Unless definitely. Sanderson writes an urban fantasy, <laughs> then it might be um, a door stopper. He has been promising it, but it, I think it depends on the details of his contract. He might have oh, a contract that only goes like three books and then three books or something like that. So that might not can... be included yet. We can speculate or we can take the man's vision and his word. You know, yeah, like, I have so. no doubt if he has to change publishers or something or the imprint or something, he'll figure out how to get those books out there. I mean, he's one of the big ones, right? He, he has all the negotiating power, really. Ish. I'm sure he appreciates his saying. I mean, so. I'm sure he has contracts <laughs> and shit, but he, he is, is. He has. He must have a lot of leverage yeah. in a negotiation. Fair. But. Yeah, that's also like another thing with the, with to address some of the of the head, hate the peace talks get that I think is unfounded. But that's because probably because a lot of people don't follow it as closely as as we do. It's the whole the whole pivot. It's oh, it's not even peace talks. There's barely any politics. Right. Whereas like, sure, I get I get I get your grievance, uh -huh. but the whole point of this book, as he said, like if you've seen some of the interviews, like he wanted to do uh, uh oh, you think we're going down here? And uh, no, right. That was like the whole I, point. I mean, so I, okay, I but agree. that doesn't change the fact that it's not necessarily a good thing. 
Well, I, mean, I, I agree, but like also it, but I, I think there's a detail in the story that kind of, you know, gives gives the out there right like so since we're gonna not talk about the book apparently um <laughs> where where it happens basically it's peace talks yes everything that we've got is setting up for it which we expected but we actually expected them to sit down and negotiate right the problem is that the peace talks were called by the by the fomor who showed up at the end of the book and didn't ever fucking sit down to talk. So we get a little bit of the tease with Laura and Christos and people doing their side conversations for the two days or whatever leading up to it. But we don't get the actual hard negotiation because all of the nations, including the one that actually called the meeting, didn't show up. The FOMOR had their peace talks. They got exactly what they wanted out of it, which was to apparently push map through about 14 walls and, and another block and then tell everybody that they're on notice. Now there are problems with that and everything, but that's what happened, you know? So, you know, that, that's basically what it is, is he showed up late to his own party, crashed it and bounced, you know? So the, that's the peace talks we got, you know, they were never interested in peace. We knew they were never interested in peace. We just wanted to see more from the accorded nations, like dealing with exactly. I don't think you don't have to make it. It could have ended exactly the same way, but it was a really good opportunity. And I think what everyone, including myself, was expecting was the fleshing out of the world a little more. You know, yeah. even, I mean, Harry, who does he end up talking with that we haven't either already seen or barely get any more information on? I mean, even the people we would have liked to see him talk to that we don't get any interaction with, like maybe. I, not that I particularly care as much because that can still happen and, and Sarisa and things like that. But mm -hmm. you don't really get into the heads of these other nations. You don't really get what they're feeling and why here so that at the end when they're all hatting up with each other except for the ghouls who want to run away, it's like, all right. But Cowards, that, that's just, it's just <laughs> kind of, yay, we're doing this. Uh, yeah, at, I mean. At the end, after all of the destruction, they're going to have to lay down new rules because it's Maybe. going to change. There, the, the veil of ignorance is going to be lifted and therefore sure. the rules have to change. So after, there's when there's that little like tie up chapter, there's gonna be more. Could be, Probably. I mean, I, I just, I don't think that at the end of the day, I mean, what you're saying, like it is definitely gonna happen, but you know, belying stuff from like Christmas Eve, which is a huge fucking hint as to how things are going to shake out as well. I don't think, I don't think it's that book, right? Harry's not going to be there for that. And if it is, he's not going to be sitting there taking notes on it. You know, well, no, so, it's going to be the wrap up. If that kind of thing happens, the wrap up would be because they mentioned in Christmas story about Molly mentions offhand about him getting in everyone's face afterward. So obviously all sure. the big shit happens and he probably you know, tells everybody off because he's Harry and that's what he does. Mm -hmm. And then, so you're going to get kind of the wrap up, but it's going to be the same as the last, uh, one of the last chapters of this book where they're all talking with each other and they're either going to all kind of nod in assent or they're going to have a little bit of pushback, but maybe, yeah, and he's not going to have any of it. So I don't know how much more you're really going to glean from what these people are thinking other than, ah, uh, yeah, the hot-headed wizard's right. Right. 
that end, I, I think it kind of undersells some of the tidbits that we did get, right? Like, he's not necessarily in your face with a lot of it, but, you know, we do see a little bit of something from everybody. We don't get everything from everybody, but we we find out that Vaterung and Faravax have got some kind of beef or some kind of, you know, chess game that we otherwise had no inkling of. You know, we see Laura interacting with, rivalry. yeah, working with, you know, the... Uh, um, I want to call them Surf Neblin again for some reason. Spart Elves. <laughs> the Spart Elves. So the Spart Elves and, and even Christos, <laughs> for whatever reason, trying to grease everybody's palms and be all smiley buddy buddy because he's presumably working on the manipulation. He's still an evil bastard, but we didn't see any of that really. You know, he was trying to play the diplomat and the middleman. Um, you know, we see the Bigfoot is, you know, coming out of his shell. Also that the other one that was presumably ground into <laughs> some kind of, you know, snow cone ketchup. is like, fucking <laughs> running around and has a grudge. Who would have thunk, you know, and if he's still running around and has a grudge, he probably also still has the coin, which means he's going to be all sorts of a, a pain in the ass later. That like, makes no sense. I was actually, that was actually a hint yeah. to why he might be alive. Kind of. That he kind of saw himself as the archetype, and we know each race kind of have their, you know, like the scarecrow, the the scarecrow, the the, 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 the what were they called? The, what is was the fetches? Eldest, the fetches. Yeah. The, yeah. That he might be that for the blood clan or something. Maybe. I but mean, even that, that's a mantle himself. that can pass. Yeah, he sees himself as the paragon, but I think more it belies the the nature of the Bigfoot people. You know that they are much more divine than we've given them credit for. You know, like they're they're potentially immortal, potentially all of them to the same level that the she would be, you know, so that unless they're killed in certain circumstances and other things like that, they're going to come back, you know, like I, I think the more unbelievable thing is that we've, we found out that all of these she are immortal, right? And then Harry seems to be able to kill one every other book now. Uh, since cold days like that's always in the back of my mind like i don't let it affect me but it's like so he kills the two she at the party right and he deals with you know the the um the raw head and all of this other shit but it's like aren't they all immortal no, <laughs> like just uh, the queens yeah really okay yeah that's well, like they're, Molly functionally is immortal. they're functionally immortal they won't age they won't die of disease, okay so, so they're like kill. tolkien elf immortal yeah. like you know, as long as they don't get killed, then yeah. Pretty much, unless you, but... yeah, unless you have like a mantle of power, or you're on such a huge level that theoretically you shouldn't be able to get ganked by anyone on Halloween, because but even then your power passes. So right, I was gonna say. So it, it, even again, like we know that the queens aren't actually immortal; they're more immortal than the well, they're ninety nine point nine 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 percent as opposed to the she that are like ninety five percent. Okay. Yeah. We so, know that, uh... and and we know now that the that the Bigfoot people are something like that, you know, whatever I mean, you want to call them. So. He's about a thousand years old and he says he thinks he's about middle-aged. So they age, it looks like, but just extremely slowly. And maybe there is regenerative things that they have just by how magical they are, similar to wizards, but on an even larger scale. Right. Well, and I was going to say like, you know, to borrow Lord of the Rings a little bit, you know, he might be Gandalf level. He might be Maiar, you know, or something like that, where he's, you know, they just live, e like, even compared to the elves, they live for a fucking real long time. And, you know, they're, 
you know, that much more powerful, but yeah, we don't, we don't know the mechanism. We don't know. He's obviously very powerful in his own right. And then also has a coin, you know, so there's, there's plenty of that going around. Like the coin was going to be Harry's power up. Imagine giving the coin, uh, Lord of the Rings again, imagine giving the ring of power to Gandalf. What do you think that's going to look like? That's what we've got now. You know, we, you know what? If it, have... and if it was that evenly and it was on neutral ground, so to speak, but he was also in the underworld, mm -hmm. and there's really I know, but there was no not other than being I mean really adjacent to the underworld there you know and obviously the ice has some kind of like you know non-standard properties but just the way that it's being used there's nothing to say like if you die here you die forever even if you're a no i mean he shouldn't have know. been let out yeah so, how do you yeah. think he got out of the underworld that's someone had Magic. to bargain right bargain I, or that's... he wasn't technically in the underworld so he what? was he was at the second gate Oh, I don't think, I, I don't think well, that counts. No, it was all, no, no, it was all in the underworld. He was not in the vault. Sure. Yeah. Sure. At least that's how I remember it. Yeah, that, it yeah. that the whole thing was the underworld, but it was like the entrance to the, aha, here's the treasure. Yeah. I would say that perhaps someone in a different underworld had to bargain to get it back because that's his coin. Oh, we'll yeah. but then I, you could just have the coin come out. I mean, if if the yeah, coins that, are it's uh, that I don't know. I don't know. It, obviously, they they want to get the coin out. It's meant to be in circulation. As to why blood on his soul had to come with, I don't know. I would actually be okay with Hades being in the end around to that because he already keeps weapons that he's not supposed to necessarily have. He just keeps them until they're supposed to be out again. Let him keep a coin until it's supposed to be out again. I yeah. also did like that too. Um, I'm. He Does Hades ever send people out of the underworld to go do quests? Maybe he's like, go do this thing for me. Go get go get me that armory thing. Mm, I don't remember well enough. I, I don't remember any story from Greek mythology that Hades might do anything like that, but I like the idea of Hades having been in control and not having given up something that we see. I mean, is it depends so on how it works. I don't remember. I mean, he's kind of a hands on dude, but I don't know that he went around like snatching up all the Renaissance paintings and stuff that got lost. Or if it just kind of comes to him as being a lost thing. He probably has buyers. Well, yeah, I imagine he has something like that, but two. But, you know, I don't know if he's like the owl from Avatar that has a little fox that goes out and seeks shit for him. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't remember that part. I was thinking about the movie for a second there, but I don't know what you mean now. Yes. I don't know what you're talking about. The good thing, the not, not the blue people. <laughs> not the Pocahontas movie? Not, oh, okay. no. Gotcha. Well, should we so get started on chapter speculation one? about a book that had no, you know, peace talks and no world building in it? So, all right, just, shall, just shall we start brilliant doesn't mean with the dissection and the line by line? Let's go. Like, what did he mess up here? What did right. he say there? Right. Okay, everybody's chapter read one. the first chapter. So, <laughs> Justine is pregnant. Thomas yes. is a dick. Yep. The, Harry's arguing with him in a giant footprint. Ramirez shows up to and a ruins. Ruins yeah. his other family argument thing. Well, I don't know. I still, I'm still not convinced it's her footprint so much as you know it still could be Jotun's. So it could be, but I. Yeah, it could be the same uh, thing though. No, she's mm. a Titan. So no. yeah, she's got ti ice? Titanic bronze, not not Jotun bronze. Come on now. Really, water, ice. That's what you're going with. Is your connection? Yeah. Wait. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Ramirez asks Harry to do guard duty for the upcoming peace talks, which is funny because, you know, Harry's almost certainly going to be engaged with Winter, you'd think, mm-hmm. right? Because he's the head of MAB security, presumably. Yeah, but he's bad now, so we have to keep an eye on him because we're big babies. Uh, yes, but we're bad now. Yeah. Keep your but enemies that, closer, Hoss. What's that ink thing on his wrist? So he didn't Even though he only fist bumped them. Right, yeah, we, we find out later. <laughs> so, yeah. Um... Okay, so EG is going to have the side bust with like every you know misstep along the way. So at least we got that. They're written down. So. <laughs> Somebody's cataloged them already. Yeah, most I mean I did a few, but somebody did others. Nice. I'll have to dig that out. I might have seen some of it, but I don't remember all of this was cataloged. So, chapter two was pancakes. Uh, yes, it was. So. Wait, it was a shower, so the ink stayed on. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Um, He's a wizard. You don't think he'd think of that? Come on now. It's magic ink. Yeah. It's a Peabody ink. But doesn't the magic (laughs) get washed away by the shower? Whoa, what a call. Okay, there's the jokey uh, passcode phrases to get in, and we see Austri uh, be very serious like would it kill you to let up on security yeah it probably will (laughs) it might (laughs) foreshadowing right all right and then uh, a shower and pancakes and And very very sweet very sweet scene with bonea and and maggie Mm -hmm. i mean i'll tell you that's something i i wish we had more of was bonea like yeah like give me a break man and and it would be nice (laughs) if he would have had a little more concern for her and not just maggie later on that would have been nice too Eh, I'm not so worked up about that because you know Harry's kind of xenophobic in that way. But the the one that uh, my wife brought up was the fact that like um, you know so in the next chapter right Ebenezer shows up and they all sit down for pancakes and he's like wasn't he just making pancakes with his daughter where the fuck are her pancakes Grandpa's now eating granddaughter's it. pancakes <laughs> yeah. like, they made they made more they made more right I was gonna they, say they, they went they had lunch it, pancakes. But... Yeah, right. Which are also fantastic. But she's she's literally Pancakes just chilling out in their safe room the entire time he's arguing with Ebenezer. So mm-hmm. Bonnie was fun though. Uh, in the audiobook, she has the same posh accent as Bob. It's just yeah. a little bit smaller. Nice. <laughs> yeah, more feminine. Good touch. Yeah. Now and she she doesn't know everything that Bob knows, right? Like she doesn't no. have the same like he knows more knowledge. Yeah. Well, yeah, she she doesn't necessarily, like, whatever Bob knows, she might not know anything Bob knows, yeah. but she knows in totality. She more knows, knows everything Lashiel knew and everything Preston right. and knew. And everything uh, I understand. Uh, yes. yeah. yeah. She's got that combined. And, you know, the, the knowledge of an angel who basically knows everything. Well, yeah, that was around since before creation yeah. and at creation and all that. Also, they also all have intellectus, right? Angels do, yeah. yeah. I don't think I don't think that means Bonnie does. No, but everything that Lash has ever thought of with her intellectus, I guess, would something Maybe. be Bonnie? Something Bonnie knows. I mean, there's so, wiggle room for it either way because she's yes, she'll know things that Lashiel knew because Lash was the echo of Lashiel. I, right. you know, it'll, it's probably going to be a huge amount of stuff, but it's, I don't think it's going to be intellectus in the traditional sense that. Harry can just ask Bonnie a question about anything and she's going to just have to think about it and know the answer. 
and if if I had to wager, especially based off of just the little scene that we've got so far, like so she's got all of this data locked away in a warehouse does not mean she has access to it per se, that she's got to build connections to it through experience. Like and she doesn't the understand whole, right. most pancakes of what she are knows. an animate thing. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure Lash would have known the difference between animate and inanimate and mortals and pancakes, you know. So I think that's probably what you're gonna get, you know. Right. So it's she not has, like she has knowledge but no context. Right. Right. So so she's not just running around. I mean, okay, she's not just running around making nuclear weapons because Harry said so, but she might accidentally make some because she doesn't know better. You know, right. she's like, hey, right. I found this really cool thing. <laughs> if Maggie asked her for a recipe on how to make uranium, you know. Right. Yeah. She could do it. Right. Hmm. There's something very weird about numbers in this book. Okay. So there's uh, 227 individual cancake recipes that Bonnie knows. 16 can be made with the current inventory of the kitchen. And Maggie says they're using number seven. Okay. Seven shows up a lot. Yeah. It's, that I might don't just be know an M thing. why, it's just weird. <laughs> it's a divine Might number. be an M it's thing. It's also a magical number. It doesn't have to say yes. seven, 13 is a crowd, right. you know. Yeah, so. he, he really likes number seven. No, Maggie so Mickey really likes number seven. This is Maggie. <laughs> okay. Mm. Uh, if you comb through the conversation with Harry and Thomas before Ebenezer shows up, you can definitely see Thomas has something going on. He's not sharing. And he basically says, uh, well, why are you acting so weird? Thomas says, well, there's a lot going on. It doesn't explain anything. And Harry just like, oh, it's because he's scared about being a parent. Mm. It, whatever plot is already going, he just can't say anything. Well, yeah, even in uh, when they were running on the beach and Harry's talking to him about like, you got to like take care of yourself and all this stuff. And Thomas says like, I have a solution in mind. Mm. And that yeah. kind of like piqued my interest. I was like, oh man, mm. early foreshadowing. Right. Of something. Yeah. Something. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> and then uh, I think that first boiling pot sneezes out of nowhere. Right. And then Ebenezer shows up and they almost throw down. Right. Yeah, that's it's the next chapter because you get a, a nice little cliffhanger, which was great to wait for a fucking week. Thank you. When we were reading them one one chapter a week. Yeah, I just being like, really well, am praying. Some people, do some this people have to. <laughs> right. If so he does are, this for Battleground, I'm going to be really pissed off. We are going to get early. He is definitely chapters. doing it because it's a great promotion tool. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah, so so we had this whole uh, week long wait on. Oh my God, somebody's at the door, and the uh, Spartoff security is going nuts and everything. And then it's just obstinate grandpa's at the door, pissing off everybody because he can. Because which is what we guessed. <laughs> to give ourselves credit, that is exactly right. what we guessed. Yeah, I was like, well, it's Ebenezer, <laughs> right? <laughs> because no one is going to go through all of the words and show up at the door and be all uh, really ominous like that. And it's a little girl. Or it's grandpa. It's like it's not it gonna be, be yeah, like, that it was, guy. It was a little girl last time. It was Ivy the last time it happened. Exactly. It yeah, but a that, that, would, that would be going to the well too much. Yeah, sure. <sighs> all right. Uh he has pissed off all Svartel security, but uh in, invited in and then Ebenezer and Thomas almost go after each other. Does Thomas know that Ebenezer is his grandfather? Because obviously Ebenezer doesn't know the connection, but does Thomas? I, I want to lean on yes, but... Because you know. Laura does, right? That's, yes. not, that's not the why per se, though, but, but Thomas actually, you know, like, 
never mind. I don't know. Because because Thomas is the little brother, right? So yeah. he just always seemed a little bit more clued in, I guess, is why I, I get those flipped well, around. McCoy didn't uh, show that Margaret was his daughter very much. It was kind of a secret he was hoping to keep. Failed Did you several say Thomas times. was the little brother? He's the littlest brother, yeah. No, he's, he's the older brother. He's the younger brother because, you know, she died in childbirth. So, yeah, that's that's how childbirth normally happens. <laughs> so Tom, Thomas uh, is the older brother. Of Harry, yeah. By okay, five so years. He's Wait. the littlest Thomas of is Harry's race, older brother. So. Or by at least five years. These blended families get really confusing. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's no guarantee that Thomas actually knows I was gonna say, who the rest of Jim Margaret's decided to go is. the route that Ebenezer didn't know, even though he could have gone one way or the other. I tend to think Thomas doesn't really necessarily know either. Right. It yeah, would be good I, for him to gain family and then lose it. Because you think he would have had a little bit more angst over, you know, Ebenezer outwardly just hating him like that if he also knew he was family. Hmm. It I mean, seems. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say it's 50-50 with the way Thomas was acting. Well, either way, he's in cryo right now, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, We'll see him again in the apocalyptic trilogy. Yeah. So they argue and he gets to wield the holy sword. And mm -hmm. then decide to go out and argue in front of the entire Swartalf nation. and Without yeah. pancakes. Right. Well, they already ate them. Well, some of them did. While Maggie's yeah. running around playing yeah. with little smart off babies, which I actually got hungry. <laughs> I got pancakes that day because I was like, fuck it, I want pancakes now. <laughs> but they decide to have a family fight in public. Right. As you sort of public. Yeah. yeah oh, it's par for the course with Ebenezer. He did it with Maggie, and that's how Ariana figured out who they were. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a right. fair point. Yeah. So Ebenezer's this is not when. Exactly reserved person. They set up that they're making the gambit of kicking Harry out of the White Council because uh, he's crazy and dangerous and he's a winter night and the same thing that they threw at him for uh, in Summer Night, which is his unusual ascendancy into being a wizard. Mm -hmm. That feels like cheating just to like, but you already decided that. She had to be the final vote and everything. Doesn't matter. Well, well things kind of changed since then, to be fair. Okay. Yeah, they did. Well, He's politically aligned with a whole other faction of the supernatural now. Yeah, but, right, but what does that have to do with his ascendancy in general? That decision is yeah. decided. You want to make an argument that his loyalties are split? That is different. Don't don't then bring right. up again. Oh, by the way, he got onto the council in a weird way. When well, there was an arrow road, right? So there's still people who they had a whole vote in front of the council about it. it was yeah, and it was narrow. All right, the people who didn't like him. On. Just because it's narrow doesn't mean you vote on it again yeah. like 10 years later. You can bring up that grievance again. You're, have no, you seen you politics? Like Double jeopardy, man. Double jeopardy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you can obviously do it because they're doing it. That doesn't mean it makes sense for them to do it that way. Okay. Because, Harry, because now you have Harry who's proven himself to the White Council as a member, as a warden. So... Right. The fact that they doubled down and said, yeah, you're part of us, and then he went to bat for them, and then ended the war, is not, as to me, a solid argument to bring it up again that, oh, by the way, when he was 16, we kind of let him on just because. I feel like this was kind of a weird book to like, and 
I don't know, just my opinion. I, I think it was kind of a weird book to like bring that into it. Like the whole, is he a war or is he a wizard? Is he not? Like no, there was like so Justin many was other saying, things. Yeah, there's so many other things going on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just kind of like, I don't know. It's just one more thread to like follow through this whole thing. And it's just kind of there in the background, I guess. I don't know. Kind of weird. Hey, so this, this one though, doesn't, like it almost doesn't count to me because I don't I don't feel like this is a, an actual threat. Like it's I not get actually it, like, about that even. You know, and it's a, it's the same thing a little bit it's with, a the, uh, with the with the chondritis. You know, it's like this isn't going to be necessarily like a bodily detriment to Harry or something, right? Uh, yeah. The same thing with like him leaving the council, whether he does get kicked out, which I don't really think is going to happen, or even if he did he will figure out a way to still be okay, right? right? But it is, it's one of those things in the background, but I think it's a demonstration of, you know, oops, I've got too many eggs, and then he drops one, but it's it's going to yeah. be resolved anyway, right? Like, it, well, this is of the one problem, of those, like, yeah, it'll be... you're the big hero, so oops, we're sorry, we're a bunch of assholes again, so... No, yeah. it'll be resolved. I don't think he'll get kicked out. I think it's a little bit overstated Ebenezer's point about how he's going to be isolated with Mab when um, the whole point of his relationship with Mab is A, she doesn't really give a shit what the council wants anyway, so if she wanted him to do something against what they want, that's not going to change whether he's a member of the council or not. Right. And B, her his whole relationship with her is one more of a partnership, not of equals, but of someone who's able to actually competently do what he's supposed to do and see beyond the normal, just evil fairy queen bullshit. So right. it's not like, you know, yeah, would Mab like him to be more ruthless and darker and this, that, and the other, but especially now after she just got kicked through a wall even and and now harry's gonna solve this problem for her it's not really gonna be a big issue even if he was kicked off the council as far as i can tell right not not to jump ahead too far or all the way to the end but jump all you want okay um do you do you guys think that this whole thing with him bringing thomas to the island is gonna affect that vote a lot which vote the, the, the vote to keep... Yeah, I, no, no, because the only Ebenezer's one who knows about that is Ebenezer, and now that he right. knows who Thomas is, that's not going to factor in. You you don't think he would tell anybody? No. 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 Oh, okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> not a chance This is family business, you know? That's yeah. Yeah. It's family right. business, A. It's, as far as he's concerned, about the worst thing that could happen, B. <laughs> so then it casts potential... Uh, doubt on him too because it's like well now you have family that's part of the you know this that and the true other. yeah yeah he gets i mean as far as i know it. the only one on the council who actually knows is lucio right right yeah um mm. yeah rashid so. knows sorry better on oh yeah i don't yeah, think lucio knows council. that who her who the grandfather his grandfather is though well I, everyone on that council knows before harry knew i'm pretty sure all the senior council knows he's uh, yeah, I don't at least know. most of them have to know because all the, the ones the way that matter. That... I mean, if Christos yeah, like, doesn't know, like, fine. No, but... no, Harry is his son. Okay, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. Um, because like that's what Martha Liberty said. Like, you know what he was meant to be, referencing that he was a starborn. Uh, Morgan knew because uh, journal. <laughs> and they're not like that back up. Don't remind me about that. Yeah. <laughs> Rashid definitely knows. 
Yeah, if if Morgan knew, then you know. Yeah, uh, then the, are the older wardens had to know because he was someone that needed to watch, and that's why they were so scared. Right. Yeah, I dig that, Bjorn Bjornson. <laughs> yeah. Is that like the Danish, you know, quacky McDuck face or whatever? So. Nope. I just I just figured out how they're gonna defeat the Titan. Harry's gonna sneeze and summon butters over in behind. <laughs> <laughs> magic, more magic. Okay. Um, then I'm gonna throw the book out the window. So we did the Ebenezer thing. He also, you know, talked about like. So what was the kerfuffle about Ebenezer bringing up the peace talks again? Other than Harry's got to be there at the boat, even though Ramirez asked him to work security, right? or whatever yeah yeah uh well yeah that was seemed like ebenezer's reaction was like they asked you to do what even though ramirez said that ebenezer's the one who clued him in on it so either it's a continuity uh, error or ramirez was lying yeah Yeah. later ramirez said that lucio was the one who sent him to to like watch and ask more questions about harry so maybe it was a misdirect to like make ramirez seem more trustworthy not that lucio wouldn't have been trustworthy either well, that's, that's the Actually, weird thing about it is like Lucio knows, which is why I brought her up. Lucio knows who Thomas is to Harry. So right. either she's done a complete 180 and has these new suspicions about him, or again, Ramirez is lying. I was going to say, like, it occurs to me that I wonder how much of this back and forth just comes down to the fact that uh, Ramirez just finally got cured of his naivety and now he's picked up lying and he's just bad at it. That's possible. <laughs> like, like I, I think it's going to be, you know, one of those like you adorable idiot moments where it's like, are you it's just fucking kidding me, dude? You could have just asked. Which you know, it's just we've already trust. seen he's bad at that too, right? Like, you know, skipping ahead a little bit, the whole like I'm going to ask you on a dark road in the middle of fucking nowhere because I totally trust you, and that's how we express trust to our friends. Like, yep. what? <laughs> you know, and it might, just, it might just it might just right. be that. You know, he pretty much tr- to a fault trusted Harry and by extension Molly. He questioned him like one time, and it was really, I mean, it was pretty. I would have questioned him sooner if, if from Ramirez's point of view. I don't know. Him. I don't think Harry's ever really let him down. Molly, no, fine, but, but Molly was yeah. Molly's a different case. Yes, but you know. Some of the things like Harry speaking ghoul, like stuff right. like that. I was gonna say right. we gotta go all the way back to White Knight to to see yep. the the full scope of their relationship because Ramirez mm-hmm. was one of the first ones that suspected, you know, beyond like people knew that Harry was edgier and angrier all the time because of Lash's influence. Ramirez knew that something was actually wrong because he's like, So you can't fucking speak Latin, but you can speak ghoul. What the fuck is that about? You know? And so like he always had a little bit of suspicions with Harry, but he always he always came out tr- with trust. You know, he always yeah, was he, like he gave him a I really hope down. this like doesn't break my you, right? spine and give me a permanent limp. Whereas like yeah. he had no obvious he had no barriers whatsoever with Molly, like literally none. And now he's got to figure out how to heal from that and you know, how he's going to come down with, you know, his trust issues and whatnot. Right. I have no doubt that what happened with him and Molly is influencing him to be much more of an asshole. That's definitely why he's like this. Right. But at the same time, fucking get over it. You know, so, eh, I don't know about that. You know, tiger, tiger, leopard ate your face, you know, just get over it. Cool. (laughs) Harry wasn't a tiger. Like, yeah, but he's, you know, he's a liger. You know, he's half a tiger. <laughs> <laughs> so he he always, because again, he no, always, 
he always kept Harry at, you know, arm's length a little bit with the whole lash thing. As I don't, I don't recall that ever actually getting answered. It just stopped being a, a problem after the, after the deeps. And then, right. you know, now he's got Molly's thing and he's like, maybe I've trusted you too much. And since you are the winter night, whether you think so or not, you're on Mab's team. So well, I'm not then letting my yard down around the winter court whatsoever. Then I don't buy, then I don't buy the keep your friends close, enemies closer argument from him. What because because he sees Harry as an enemy. That's right. That's that's what I'm saying. Like then I, there's absolutely no reason to so either he doesn't what's he gonna realistically learn that's gonna make him more at ease? Because he's not actually even worried about the winter aspect. He's worried about the Lara aspect. Which as doesn't much exist. As anything, sure. Yeah. But that's probably from Lucio. Maybe not uh Lucio wouldn't be looking for Lara to have manipulated Harry too much. But because she knows that Thomas is his brother, she knows that Harry is going to get him out and get him safe. She may not like explain to everyone why she knows Harry's going to do that. Exactly. But she's looking for him to break the accords in order to get Thomas safe. She's making Ramirez be more paranoid about the white court connection. And she would know how that's going to turn out by sticking them mm -hmm. on him. Yeah, she, she so knows that's... and she still thinks it's the right idea. Right. Or again, she's not part of it. Maybe. We'll find out in one and a third months. Mirror, mirror. Or two thirds. Yeah. In book 29 <laughs> of the 20 case books. All right. So we had the it, argument. We had some of the speculation. Is and there then there was else? the explosive comments of uh, Ebenezer saying you need to get Maggie away and away from you and be safe and everything. Well, you did oh, that yeah. with Margaret and now Margaret's dead. So how'd that right. work out? Right. Yeah, I mean, it's Harry, a fair Harry's point. These cheap shots <laughs> were uh, really rather annoying. They, mm. they were certainly hurtful, but they're also a very good point. Right. What Ebenezer did didn't work. Right. Yes, Ebenezer's not wrong either, but he's also not right. You know, if it, no, if and it, I was actually yeah, very happy so. later on when he went and he is like, "Open your fucking eyes! You're the wolf here." Right. I'm because I'm real. I hate when Harry gets self righteous and nobody people call him out for the stupid things, and then when he gets self righteous, nobody wants to call him out. I, I don't understand that. So I was very happy when Ebenezer was like, mm -hmm, no, 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 I'm not playing. And I mean, if, if anybody's going to call out Harry, it's going to be Ebenezer, but mm -hmm. you yeah, know, they're nice just, neither of them, neither of them are clear headed, you know, for it. So the real peace talks is going to be, you know, chapter 89 in battlegrounds where Karen Murphy sits down with Ebenezer and Dresden over a cup of tea and they hash this whole thing out. So that's what's <laughs> yeah, really right. going to happen. That's exactly what I need is uh, <laughs> Murphy playing mediator for his, her, uh, Harry's family when she can't even get her own in line. Right. She knows broken families being a Catholic who, you know, who's what second ex-husband is banging his little, <laughs> her little sister anyway. So, yeah. I was like, so you, want, you guys be, think you guys are complicated. Let me tell you. She's going to be too undead to worry about squabbles like that. Oh, whoa, whoa veteran's already there she's gonna know. die in battle he's gonna see her and she's like Wee! and then she's gonna because he's already Freitas gonna be is still her. very very passionate yeah so. would they absolutely undead. jump on that chance i don't think she just gets to jump her bones just because she's in nine her yard no but she's gonna say but you can't be dead because i still have to bang you so she's gonna resurrect i'm her. sorry is that gonna stop whoa 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 whoa, whoa. <laughs> you think that's Actually, you on. think being <laughs> dead is really an issue to someone like her 
<laughs> well, they more, have to be more importantly, animate. I just I just yeah. realized how how weird it would be to have a relationship with somebody who knows when your number is up. Be like, oh, yeah. no, really, tonight might actually be your last chance. So I'm just telling you. <laughs> I mean, she says that at the end. You know, she's not supposed to die here and now. She's supposed to die right. over there in the I'm, city. Yeah. In parentheses. But uh, in parentheses, <laughs> that's that's what you want. That's wish fulfillment. Well, it doesn't really wish fulfill anything for me because it's not a real death. She comes, she's gonna come back. She's still gonna be in the story, so it doesn't really help me. If you kill me, Darth, I'll only become more powerful than you could possibly. Imagine. Right. All that means is now she gets even more of a power up that she shouldn't have gotten, and she gets to be around forever. Right. Yeah, but she's earned it a little bit more it's than my wish fulfillment. Other then. particular people. Yes. Okay. Let's get somewhere on the rails. We got like seven minutes before this becomes part eight. So time because we've made only it like a five chapters. If we make it a factor. Exactly. Okay. Well, we do have to finish this before Battlegrounds comes out. So <laughs> there is a little bit of a deadline. Sure. Will Grandpa come for Christmas? Right. Yeah. Okay. More uh, red herring. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, okay, chapter five, uh, he goes and talks to Murphy, and she says, of course it went badly because that's how family fights go. Uh, and she's really broken. Uh, she's going to get the cast off in like four days and then go try to go through another round of surgeries or something like that. Uh, and then bad. Rudolph and Bradley show up. Right. Bradley, named after the tank in which he is, so... And this was Rudolph. another weird, just such like, why is this happening thing? Yeah, I, yeah I was this, a, this is true. This could definitely be a one, one egg too many. Go yeah. ahead, Spence. I, I was about to say, when I was reading that, I'm like, why did this not happen like two books from now? You know what I mean? Like, in, like, so close to skin game, I, usually Jim Butcher doesn't do that. Usually things pay off, like, or come to fruition a little later. And so I was kind of surprised when I saw this in this book. Well, it has to happen now because it can't be after the mortal world is aware of the supernatural because then he can just prove, well, it was a troll, that was a vampire, this was a bad guy, and he'd actually be able to have that. So it yeah. has to be before, and they just have Harvey Morrison dead, but they aren't bringing up the pictures of whenever Gray was running around as Harvey. Right. Also, right. if it's, Murphy it's, dies, she gets out from under it, so what does it matter? Yeah. Right. And, and it's also super weird that, like, like they brought up in the book that it's internal investigations and she's not you know like you don't you don't investigate civilians now so yeah. like i'm pretty sure she she could literally just show up in court and be like yeah so they don't actually have jurisdiction the end <laughs> i don't know like i don't know how that would work but you know it just it, it does seem very out of character to the point where even they acknowledge it in the book but mm -hmm. And I did like, uh, I saw someone on Twitter saying that they think Bradley should be played by Dave Bautista, and I like that. I'll go with it. Mm, okay. Yeah. I expected somebody with like hair, but. But he, he doesn't. He can wear a wig. He... Yeah. It's <laughs> not much. Yeah. All right. But yeah, it's definitely the kind of uh, the plot line that's like, oh, this is a thing, but we can't do anything about it. We're just going to ignore it for forever. <laughs> yeah. See you in the next book. <laughs> mm hmm. No, they're uh, going to mention it again when Gray comes in, but other than that. Very briefly. Ooh, I like that angle, actually. Like, imagine him just showing up as Harvey and just being like, wait, I'm oh. dead? Who told me? <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> that would, you know what? If Harry had a brain, that would be a good way to do it. But Right. Mm -hmm. It'll probably be Gray's suggestion then, since, you know, he's smart. <laughs> probably Murphy's suggestion. Well, right. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, he's he's smart enough to realize he shouldn't be doing the thing he was hired to be doing. He should be doing other things. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> Be like, I'm just one dude. Speaking of which, spoilers, he's totally in this book. So, yeah. so yeah, Bradley and, and Butthead show up to rattle their cages and then they leave empty-handed and then, you know, Harry and Murphy finally actually bang. It's not some demon enhanced dream sequence. So, no, they yay. don't. It's something approximate, whatever. Because oh, whatever. They don't bang. Okay, so third he's... base, third and a half base. So it's important. It's an important distinction. She's Catholic. He's got some pep in his step. It's close enough. <laughs> Chapter six opens up. I might have been feeling pretty smug on my way back to the car, the car that is the Monster Mobile. And I really I was going to say, the, the, the last time he had pep in his step, he got smashed by the Genoa salami and put into a coma. Yes, but we know that didn't happen there. Also, it's important. It was also close enough for white court standards just would like to point that out there so but that was after she got the cast off technically so maybe... i was gonna say that was after they they, ah, okay. be, they bequeathed their love to one another they were like ah, i love yeah. you i love you too <laughs> fair enough okay all right so the monster mobile which is the, I don't a better car than the blue beetle ever was sad yeah blue beetle Such was betrayal. i monster mobile is so good then there's two monsters in the back seat right like mm. oh right yep that's right which is just a really rude way to talk about your boss. No, she's, yeah. I think she it. might find it a compliment. Right. Yeah. I think she would find it a little too limiting. Also, Lara, definitely. I mean, they both qualify. Like, you know. No, so. she's a sexual predator. There's a difference. Yes. Like, are you but saying the alien sexual predators are the not monsters? Not like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to let the director's <laughs> question just stand. So. <laughs> I would like this there to context. be an answer. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. So new colors instead of blue for protection, it is now green, yellow green, because because he understands that the blue is uh, not protection anymore. Because he's in touch with the earth. That's, no, that's no. his magic has his shield he's, has been blue, then more multicolored when he got the more advanced bracelet, and now his magic in general is greenish because of his new ties that we don't really understand yet it's got nothing to do with that blue is for protection and therefore like that's not that's not what his dumb ideas of blue is the color of protection that's why he gets the blue play-doh also it's because it's a dollar cheaper than the other ones make up his own excuses for why his yeah but he needed to talk in that scene because otherwise it doesn't matter you know that he didn't invent that shit, right? Like that people have been speculating on what the various colors like this is a sure, occultish, but if you get told you know, that orange thing. is the color of protection, if you are told that as a child growing up, you will think that forever. He Friday. was told by all the people saying that blue is a color of protection and it conveniently is the cheaper color of Play Doh. But I don't then, know. I got told it was Santa Claus, I grew out of that. <laughs> right. That one's totally real. But he get his perspective gets changed when he bonds with a demon reach. He's like, oh, right. the, the 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 crystals are a lot more protective because they're containing. I don't Maybe. think the crystals Whatever. are green. Yeah, I don't because the crystals are crystal. They're purple or something. <laughs> but their purpose is to protect the rest of the world from the things that they're containing. Okay. I don't know. We'll mm-hmm. get an explanation in like 39 books, probably. Probably. <laughs> But it, it's I, I mean, I think it's not really any different than when he was using Hellfire and he got Scarlet in his staff and all this stuff. It's just, this is his new connection. Here's how we were representing it. It's different to me because Demon Reach doesn't have any power off the island. Hellfire was with him. He was able to channel Hellfire. So, well, I mean, I guess inherently the implication connected. is 
to the yeah. island is the implication. I was going to say, it's not like I, he's drawing power off of it, but he has been impacted by it. He I has mean, to I be drawing know. power off of it if, if you're going to equivocate it with Hellfire, though. But towards to your credit, because he can do the whole crystal ritual, you know, to the shores of the island or whatever, then... Or to the well, actually, you could do it as long as it was at the water. So anywhere in Chicago, at the water. Right. That's how I Therefore, understood Therefore, being the shore of the lake. Yeah, that's so, that's that's also like it's gonna be a lot easier plot wise, right? It's not gonna be like well, yeah. Hey, I mean, I, it would be it would be really it would have been really really ridiculous after a while if Merlin and the other wardens of Demon Reach always had to bring some people to the island in order to trap them. Like the warden seems like an extension of the power, therefore the influence is there. Therefore, it's not Demon Reach's power proper, but it's a connection enough to it in the well, world. Well, not only that, but even even Murphy says on their way into the island, she's like, how is the island affecting you while you're here? And he's like, it's not, I'm the warden. And she's like, unless you don't know how. And so like, there's these subtle, that might just be a hint, his new colors, that just might be a hint that the island really is affecting him in ways that he can't quite sense yet. Sure, because he's an idiot. So yeah. well, I he's can't aware of it, right? I mean, they, the they comment on the color change and then yeah. Mab's like, well, he made this connection with the island. Yeah. Well, she's not right. an idiot, but he is. So yeah. That's why she had to tell him, you know. He probably woke up one day, cast his shield, and was like, huh, that's fucking weird. I'll worry about that later. Exactly. It's yeah. yeah. the Starborn thing. Let's worry about that in 17 years. I was going to say, it was. I don't think it was in Cold Days because he didn't have a staff, but in Skin Game, it was green. So. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, the staff that he got from Demon Reach. Right. He carved he made, it there. You know, he, he made it at the from... end of cold days, or was making mm -hmm. it at the end of cold days. Yeah. So maybe he probably the connection... made his bracelet there too, right? Uh, I think the bracelet came after, but uh, oh, the, okay. the staff being the connection to cold, like to, to Demon Reach, like there's actually a corporeal resemblance. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, we saw Demon Reach like get into eternal silence. There's no reason that the spirit, well, at least, for that. Yeah, but, it yeah. was a proxy. If it Somehow. was important, then maybe Mab can do that again. Yeah, but I don't think Mab's like constantly siphoning his power to carry in that way. That would it's it seems a lot easier that he's just he's the he's the extension of the island because he's the warden and his stick comes from it more than Mab is making his power go there. I don't want to write off that eternal silence can never come back. Well, you don't want to write. Definitely, you don't have to write that off. What are you talking about? <laughs> These two things are not equal. That statue is decently creepy, by the way. But yeah, um, yeah. Okay. Yes. Lara is owed three favors, and Mab has taken care of one. So Harry has to uh, pay up for the other two. Right. And how did she get three favors when he had to? Storm arced his tour to get one, and then he wasted on a donut. <laughs> she was smarter. Well, yeah. and technically, he didn't uh, get a favor from Mab for that. No. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say that he, was... got, he got a minor one from Summer because Lily played a political game. Yeah. Right. But uh, whatever Mab gave her, I'm still really curious about. It, it, the line at the end that Lara earned the favors by taking care of visas was a little lackluster to me. I thought it was. Did she say visa or did she say immigration issue? Visas. Now you're going to make me go look. 
don't why don't you believe me? It's because. <laughs> why do you ask if you don't believe me? <laughs> I need to say something. <laughs> he's, he's got some comment that's going to get us, you know, demonetized when he we finally gets around to it. Yeah. <laughs> so she's there. Also, importantly, for those of you who watched the trailer and everything, she's told explicitly by Mab not to eat her porridge. So Lara has been told no poaching. Yeah, yeah. visa so, issues. You're right. So <laughs> surprise. Yeah, uh, Lara's. Uh, very hungry, apparently, and Mab says, hands off, which immediately makes me think she's going to eat him. Right. That's her secret, though. She's always hungry. So, mm-hmm. do you, Speaking of which, do you guys get the feeling in this book that um, Laura might slowly be losing control over her demon? A little bit. There's like, there's like a lot of times in this book where she's like, kind of loses it, and Harry's like, are you doing that, like are you in control of yourself or not? And she's like, I'm not always in control of myself. And I don't ever remember it being that way before. That's some issues that people had, but also, you know, I, I really think that the comment from Freitas is pretty underrated for a lot of the stuff that we see from Laura in this book that, that? you know, Laura, so she, she says that, you know, Laura likes you, like likes you, likes yeah. you, you know, it is implied. And so I think that's why we get a little bit more of the like girl next door. We get a little bit more of the like, you know, directed flirting whereas you know it was just like okay she's a sex vampire demon of course she's flirting with harry in previous books but after the deeps you know like when's the last time they've had a major connection has there been one i i don't want to rule it out so she she was right right and there was you know but even still there was some pretty heavy flirting there too right and she was in on dresden's plan but ebenezer wasn't so some great lines Mm -hmm. there but, you know, ever since the deep, she's been like, you know, I actually like you, you know, like, like you, like you, but it's a shame you're still protected, um, you know, because right. she tried to feed on him then. Uh, and I think we're just seeing a- another advanced stage of that. And not until Freitas boops Harry on the head with it, do you get the like, oh, she like means it, you know, right. but she's also still a tiger and, you know, she can't change her stripes and she can't not feed on her anymore than Thomas not feeds on Justine. Right. But I think, you know, it's also a fair bit of like Thomas tries to fight his nature, whereas Laura has embraced it. You know, right. hers uh, is yeah. instinct. I mean, she's kicked it into high gear, like when she met Ramirez and he was a virgin. And, mm-hmm. you know, she's like, oh, she's basically ready to jump him right then and there. Is right. he a present? <laughs> <laughs> right. So honestly, yeah, I, he would have he would have benefited so much from spending a night with Laura. You know, other than the being dead part. He wouldn't have died, number one. Number two, it would have prepared him for handling Molly later on, potentially. Yeah, Yeah, I think you guys underestimate the thrallness of the, like, even if he survived, it's only because now she's got her hooks in him, literally. Like, And that's, that's true of even most mortal women, let alone sex vampires who can I'm not gonna you know, I'm not gonna equate him with, with Margaret because she seemed pretty potent in general but you've seen someone can have an extended relationship with a psycho vampire and be more or less okay we don't so, know all the details about that though so she lived for at least five years at a minimum mm-hmm. with routine yes. vampire sex going on I mean how long has it been Presumably. with Justine because by the time of blood rights it was 4 years it how long and has it been And she's had it a lot worse. Yeah, she's almost Again. died like twice. 
Thomas tries to stop. Like to the point where Thomas, who was out of his fucking mind hungry, who should have fatally fed on Justine, you know, didn't. Laura says this isn't even possible. It was stupid, dangerous, and could have killed him. He still managed it. Spoiler alert, Laura's not that chick. She's not going to hold back. She's not going to whatever. So yeah, sure. You know, but, but I, she doesn't you have can't to eat him like, all in one bite. She doesn't have to, but is there any evidence that she never has? Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure she doesn't just eat people in one bite every time. Yeah, because so, it's not efficient. But you know, it, yeah, she said that herself. Rights, it makes no sense. It's inefficient. Uh, other white courts said the same thing in Blood Rights. She br- mentioned that she had brought a doctor, and maybe the doctor could take a look at Inari and. Uh, Thomas and Papa Ray said something about if he still has his mind left, but it's like, okay, so she has someone for a long period of time that she's been eating for a long period of time. Or it, dad assumes that she's been eating. Why would he be she, right about that? Are you, so for instance, are you telling me that she's fed on all of her guards? Because I felt like once she no. took over, one of the changes no, the was doctor, there's food. Correct. And that then there's the, people. It was and so was I don't lover. believe that she fed on the fucking doctor while that was, she keeps the guards. That was just one of her random... That was one of her lovers. That was very much the implication. Yeah, At least that's what I remember like it as. Doctor. I don't know. I, I'm not making the same assumptions. So, but Because he, she, they ask if Laura is in, in residence, is her doctor here? Like it's her, Like it's her current lover. Not is it a the house doctor. So the lines that you've offered as evidence do not actually make the connections in my mind that they have in yours. <laughs> well, what and evidence do you because, have that she's ever just just because someone my in one doctor go. is in evidence is just in because. evidence blah, residence does not mean that we're boning, let alone I've eaten him. So where's the line that they actually had a relationship? Where's that line? Okay, That's I can I'm just saying. tell you what I the what like the, the what I got from it when I read it. I can't remember the exact words cause because it's been a while. Since so far, the implication you've added was Daddy said. Well, I'm not even feeling. arguing on behalf of the doctor. I'm just saying she has said herself it's inefficient to just eat people in one go. Not right. even Madeline ate people in one go. Right? Because well, they go into the deeps in White Knight and there was someone who had clearly been fed on, but he was still alive and she had him taken away so Madeline yeah. didn't kill him on the way out. Alright. And these are all just normal people without wizard reserves as backup. Anyway. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> we know that they can enthrall these guys through sex, so like that's that's part of the implication there too. Like Yes, but thralls are only good if they're actually hanging around. Right. Point is, Ramirez should have spent the night with her. <laughs> and then he wouldn't be so frustrated and now a broken virgin and bitter about it. Right. Just be yeah. broken in other ways, you know. <laughs> so. He'd be happy about it. <laughs> and so, that's what's really important. He's not happy now. Speaking speaking of that situation, I don't know if you guys have dis- discussed it before or not, but do you do you guys think the same thing happens with the summer lady when she tries to have sex? Yes. Yeah, I would imagine. So. Uh, it's it's I, I, I don't know. The nights, the nights thing. I think there's a though, principle right? in place to do it. We don't it, know it, that. People like to say that because they really want Harry to bone Molly, but that's gross. So stop it. No, not 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 <laughs> even that though. <laughs> Lily and Fix were literally in bed next to each other. So you know, I don't know. Oh, no, no, come on. Right. You don't I, know that. Okay, yeah, so you you're telling me that you spent the night in the bed of somebody with the same sex. 
let alone now put them on a supermodel level. Like you spent the night in bed next to a supermodel and you didn't bone the girl that you had a crush on when you were a nobody. And like, was it said they were they the two of them were? Oh awesome. right, we're gonna argue this when we gotta argue the doctor thing. Now you're gonna use <laughs> no, that. No, no, on no. Me. Come on, again, man. the doctor like, thing is not my point. He fucking woke up in her bed with. Uh, he didn't. Do we gotta go find this? <laughs> yeah, yes. he didn't. The only Wait. time I remember Fix it's being in skin bed. Game, isn't it? What? Nope. No. No. What? Why would it be Are in Skin Game? She's dead. Call? Yes. It was in Proven Guilty. Yeah, he had a phone call and there was yeah. a woman's voice. It didn't say it was Lily's. It didn't say it was anybody's. But fix was in banging cold days, shit? when Lily is so mad and she's saying, I wanted a husband, I wanted children, I wanted that life, and now I can't have it. I assume oh. it's because she can't. Better point, yeah. But yeah, I don't know that is necessarily. I, I think Summer is probably more like gentle about pushing it away, <laughs> <laughs> or at least maybe not as cruel as leaving you as a bloody husband on the floor. You might just yeah. turn to ash. <laughs> maybe if Ramirez had used a condom, this wouldn't have happened. So. I do wonder about oh, that though. Does that it is recognize? Yeah, but he's a Catholic. He's not allowed. Ah, uh, <laughs> would it recognize if, if he was sterile? We don't know. Magic. Huh. So our other, do you guys know our other she sterile? Has it been mentioned no. anywhere? They're, no, they can, well, they, I can't imagine because no, there right, right, right. there's changelings running around. Yeah, everywhere. yeah, of course, right, yeah. I mean, ogres and trolls seem very, very happy to propagate with unwilling women. Mm -hmm. So then Red the, caps, the, I assume. the winter lady can't bone anybody then. <laughs> well, she oh, could maybe bone chicks. We yeah. haven't figured that That's out. That's true, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's why uh Maeve and Jenny Greenteeth were so close. Seem it seems likely. <laughs> I mean, and I have to imagine, you know, since Faye are kind of open on sexuality, they seem to bang whatever they find attractive that sure, yeah. just kind of makes sense. Right. Uh, we're 15 over. Do we want to pause yeah, here, or uh, are we going to keep rambling? He wants to find. He looks very intense. I, he can okay. find what he wants. It's not there. There's nothing to say it was Lily. <laughs> it was just a chick he was in bed with. Uh, yeah, it doesn't say specifically. Um, we could at least finish out this chapter, which is basically, uh, if Lara says burn down a building, I expect a mountain of ash. Uh, if Lara says steal something, uh, I expect it to be acquired. She doesn't say break anything. Just get the result. Um, but he does the clever thing of say she wants me to do something like this and of should i actually stick to these restraints and she says yes so well um, i mean it's different parameters than nicodemus who she wanted to screw over versus laura who she actually wants to pay back so i guess i mean yeah she expects him still to be not because you know, Laura can't ask anything of him that would bring shame or embarrassment or undo uh, damage to her reputation. Right. So, you know, theoretically, she could still order him to burn down a political rival's building, and that would potentially reflect badly on Mab. But as long as the result is what Laura wants in the end. Yeah, he has to balance both his obligations to Winter and the Accords and the obligations to Laura because those are also the same thing. And she says, for you to do anything less would be for you to cast shame and dishonor upon my name, upon my throne, and all of winter. I invite you to contemplate the consequences of that. I'm sure they'd be fine. 
<laughs> oh yeah. She, she, remember, she's never punished in that unduly. <laughs> that, went, that went well for him. Well, that was outright betrayal. I mean, that was... That's what get, you get when Maeve chooses the help. Mm-hmm. And they leave the Munster Mobile and he goes back to the embassy and finds it on fire with Maggie inside. Mm-hmm. And we have now officially boom, gotten boom, to boom. the end of the chapters we got for free. Yes. <laughs> right. So congrats everyone that actually watched this. You have learned nothing. They didn't learn anything. They won't learn anything from watching us. They'll just get our opinions. Uh, Some of our opinions are facts, and some of them are just stupid. Thank you. All of our opinions are opinions. Yeah, opinions are opinions. Facts are facts. Like I know this is America, and you guys like to blur the line. (laughs) They read the. Oh, you guys! I'm sorry. Are you are you no longer living in America? I know. I know what facts versus opinions are. You jackass. (laughs) I don't read the same takes that we did. You're from Florida. You have absolutely no idea the difference. Who are you kidding? I live in Florida, so it's not from. It's been ingrained in you. We can start next time. It's Justin now, Florida man. Chapter seven. Uh, Justin's been Florida man. Um, he had to be there for a while to so. become, become for How long now. has he been there? Uh, four, four years. I don't think that's years. enough. <laughs> Listen, if you have to live in a place where you change your residency, you become that thing. That's not true. His heritage. Well, he's been in Florida man since then. His, you're in his, Jersey, right? Do we really want to start down this thing? No, I'm not in Jersey. I'm in the better new state. <laughs> okay. The better. <laughs> I'm not sure being in any of them is good. But no. Uh, <laughs> Do we want to actually sign off or do we want to... Get What's his name is from New Jersey. I mean, we can try to get into the not free <laughs> chapters if we want. At 15 over, we should make this decision now. I say we'll be done. So. Just done. Yeah, it's, Justin's done with this because he didn't get proven right about yeah. Lily and he wants Justin to, has to go. I haven't had time to research it. You still jackass. So. <laughs> We're trying to give you So time. in any case, we've made it through six chapters, which means this should only take us about five parts because there were only 30-something chapters. So, All right. Okay. Are we okay with doing the sign-off? Yeah, sure. Plug our okay. shit. Plug the shit. Thank, thank you other jackass so <laughs> this has been the Dresden files podcast a production of the broken jars network brokenjars.xyz drive through rpg.net click on things give us money check yeah. out our patreon where i can call you a jackass too <laughs> so. yeah give us money on patreon and then you get to watch us argue about star wars in discord yep and then yeah join us next week while we talk about probably star wars well, what was the other thing we needed to talk about? Uh, I don't know. We were just going to do overrated things, and I know it's going to become Star Wars, but we should also think of other overrated things, so I'll bring up Joss Whedon. Of course. You oh. should think of something other than Joss Whedon, since we've done that for the last three episodes. <laughs> or Harry Potter. Director Alex, this is the third time you've brought Joss Whedon to show and tell. It's time for something new. <laughs> okay. I'll bring up Buffy. <laughs> oh my god. That's a Joss Whedon thing. Yeah. Joke! Jesus Christ! Good 